Good evening. It's great to see everybody today. Hope everybody's doing well. How are you doing today, Ricky? Doing pretty good. We're. Um, How are you doing? I'm doing good. I had an opportunity. Uh, <laughs> what in the world is that? That's that's great music over there. Oh. Was that Denise's phone? Was yeah, that, well, I don't want to knock her out here, but I, don't I, know his phone it was. It oh, wasn't, I tell you, it wasn't Mr. Benz. Oh yeah, when Mr. <laughs> Benz' phone rings, it is just—I don't know—it's just so 1960s because yeah. it rings like one of those telephones. The ones that had the cord that you could walk all the way around your house with, and yeah. still keep it connected. Yeah, yeah. The way yeah. You put your fi- finger in, you used to. Yeah. The, yeah. And then the problem was, is if you didn't rotate it all the way around, there's a little silver hook. If you didn't get all the way there, you think you're doing an eight, but you really did a seven. Oh, that's... And then you got like, did I dial the right number? Then you hang up and you start again. I'll tell you another thing that we had. And uh, it's great to see everybody tonight. This uh, is phone talk. Yeah, but but um, <laughs> let us know. Let Brian know he's on the, he's on the horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, what, That's we, what they call it. That's what we That's call what the we phone. Call it. Will you um, let us know if you had a phone at your house that had a party line? Yeah. What? A party, party line? Oh, yeah, party line. Yeah, uh, we had a party line. Is that call waiting? No, 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 no. no it was no. actually called a party line? It's called a party line. And, and what it was is that your neighbor or one or two of your neighbors, they would run only one line to the to that area. And you would all piggyback on that line. So not that you all had the same number, but that number would, that line, that physical line would be used for a couple different numbers. Yeah. So when I'm making, wanted to make a phone call, I pick up the phone, you normally hear the dial tone, but you could hear somebody talking. <laughs> and it would be my neighbor talking about something, and but you'd had to wait until they were finished. Oh, you could listen in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could listen in. Would they know you were there? Um. Could- that, well, you would hear the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then also the volume would change a little bit. Yeah. Because now the, the homage would oh, draw. The yeah, homage. Yeah, yeah. You, you had to know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah, you could listen to conversations. Um, That's like they call it a party line. Yeah, they called it. Yeah. I, I remember Mr. Humphrey lived next door to us, and uh, sometimes he'd be listening to conversations with me and my girlfriend. <laughs> And all of a sudden, he would say, I'd be talking to her, and then he'd say, like, then I started to talk, and then he'd say, like, let her finish, let her finish, just shut up, let her finish, you know. I'm like, Mr. Mr. Humphrey, um, this is a private call. And he's like, "Eh, I don't think so. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, so, are we getting any out there, Brian? (laughs) I remember ours was... Got some people watching, but... Nobody uh, no, commented yet. Nobody, nobody had a party for phone, t- for phone talk. Okay, well let me ask, let me ask our listeners: Are they do they did they have a rotary phone? I mean, is our crowd that young? That I don't remember a rotary phone. You don't remember no. a rotary phone in your house? No, we had the one that you took that you picked up. It still had a cord on it. Oh, but okay. it, it had it oh, had the numbers touch, on it. Touch dial, yeah. And then eventually it turned into the hands free. You know what I mean? Mm. And that was like well, yeah, pull the revolutionary. Antenna. You pulled oh, yeah. the antenna out. Hello. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> Don't make me come down there. Hold on. Don't make me come down there. <laughs> yeah, that that was crazy. I don't yeah. remember that stage in my family. I don't yeah. remember the the wireless one. I think we just jumped right over that. Right over it. Yeah, well, we, no, I went in the military. That's yeah, it. I wasn't there for that. Wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't there, missed the whole, missed the whole oh, yeah. thing. Oh, whole no. Product. I, but I used to, what I would do is I would talk to my girlfriend, and in order to get privacy, I would, the door to the cellar was right there. So I would open up that door and then get in there with the cord uh-huh. and then pull it as much as I can downstairs to the cellar because it had yeah. about like, you know, 15 feet on it. At least. And oh, I would yeah. talk, and then Pop would just like jerk that phone. <laughs> I need the phone. You know, all of a sudden, it gets pulled out. So, Was your cellar like the one on uh, yes. the Christmas story? Exactly. Like we had one of those furnaces that would go, 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 Yeah, when it was heating up because it burned oil. Yeah. Yeah, there was soot. Oh, it was a scary. And all of a sudden, the flame would start. 
if you went down there with the lights off, there would yeah. be an orange glow to it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, and <laughs> then see, as a kid, you would just be like, "Oh, it would tear." I still have dreams about <laughs> don't go down in the cellar. And then what else happened? It also would freeze down there. Water would come through oh. the rocks, and then you'd be a little bit of icicles down there. Um, and then what else? To, oh, uh, kind of let us know if you also remember the days of when. We used to have to put fuses in those round fuses, glass fuses, into the fuse box. And it was funny because if everybody turned on everything and the fuse would blow. So you'd have to go down. It was a little glass thing. It looked like, you know, um, yeah, it was just a real about the, the diameter of a quarter. And you would have to run down to the store. I remember. <laughs> Didn't we, have spares? Do we have any, no. Oh, but, but what we would do is we would put pennies I in I heard it. about the penny thing. Yeah, yeah, and it would work. But the problem is, is now whatever caused the fuse to pop is not being protected against. So all of a sudden you have a little flame that bursts out of that area. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, you know, it's like, and Pop's an electrical engineer. He'll find it out. But yeah, yeah, we had that. We had, I forget what they called it. Uh, it was a kind of wiring that didn't have any sheathing on it. They they had a knob and some tube. Knob and knob and tube. Wow, yeah, yeah knob and tube. And yeah. so it would go to a glass um, kind of post, and it would loop around, then go to the next location. But you couldn't touch them. Because they're, they're hot. hot. Yeah. yeah. So I hope you're out there. I hope you um, realize the miracle by which I am here today. Because yeah. it's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's metal dashboards, no seatbelts. I mean, it was a whole different world. Yeah. And that's why when people say make America great again, I'm just kind of like, I mean, we need to be very specific about what we're talking about. Which part about. are you going to make great again? Yeah. And because we were driving around in the car with 75 miles an hour without seatbelts. No air bags. Metal dashboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The engine between your legs. Oh. Well, that's what we did. We had the engine between the yeah. legs. Yeah. Yeah, we had a van like that. It used to shoot fire out of the tailpipe. You wouldn't, there was a something would stick in it. Yeah. And so you'd get, would get there and get to the school. Oh, my be goodness. Like, <laughs> oh. oh, that was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it used to embarrass my daughter, Dawn. She had, uh, I had a uh, Cutlass. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was, a, they called it a Delta 88 or something like that. <laughs> I remember Cutlass. But I remember the headliner used to fall down. The w- <laughs> oh, windows yeah. wouldn't roll up and down and had no air conditioner. So when I drive her to school, she would get down because it was such a. She was like Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> when they're spying on Karen at the office, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's good, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Trip yeah. down memory lane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We are glad you are here, and we're going to continue to talk about the spirit, and we're going to talk about the advantage that we learned last week that mm-hmm. uh, biblically that Jesus communicated as if having the Holy Spirit was a bigger advantage than having Him physically present with us. Yeah. Now I had to ask a question. Did you think it's um? Is this a wrong way to parent when you uh, when your kids make you call upon the Holy Spirit for help loudly and in front of them <laughs> when you need help? No, I, yeah, I, I've used it several times. Oh, Holy Spirit, I need your help. No, <laughs> no. I, as a kid, I would be like, I would be a little bit happy about that because I would know exactly where I was standing with you at this moment. It's like, okay, I've crossed the line. He's talking to God now. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, Second of all, as a kid, I would feel really good because I would believe, wow, he's not going to come at me all by himself. He, he's going to yeah. ask God to intervene. And yeah. I'll be talking about that this yeah. week about the blessings that parents can give to their children and mm-hmm. how children can be a blessing to people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of, a parent getting in touch with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, because it gives you, if you heard, if I heard my dad say, oh, come Holy Spirit, that's about, that's, I remember that song, give me three steps, give me three steps, mister, give me three steps out the door, <laughs> give me three steps, and you won't see me no more. Yeah, uh, he's, and that would be like, whoa, if he's calling on the Holy Spirit, time for me to get out of the room. Time for me to get yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> because Pop could get that belt off in, in Jesus' time, okay? Meaning the Holy Spirit, just like that. Yeah. Jesus is a little bit 
slower okay because he was in the flesh <laughs> right right right. yeah so but but so my dad could get the belt off in jesus time but he couldn't get it off in holy ghost time yeah well, so i ran probably good yeah the, you were you like the holy, holy ghost, ghost speed yeah. yes holy ghost speed <laughs> holy ghost speed beats jesus speed <laughs> i can see that's that. why he had to go yeah that's why the, I, can you imagine if stacy was watching right now yeah the theological turmoil she would be in like wait a minute they're saying that the third person the trinity <laughs> moves faster than the second that person should be the one, you know they're going to ask like questions there women's conference coming up in october yeah that's good they're going to ask questions october 1st and 2nd ladies oh yeah um, they're going to uh, that should be one of the panel questions or one of the questions posed to elisa yeah 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 who's faster yeah right right if they were to race which one's the yeah i think she I want to hear her answer yeah mm, mm. <laughs> i'm trying to think how would she answer yeah uh, yeah, I had some ideas about that. <laughs> I have a feeling the father wins at the end. Got to. Yeah, he's just saying he he would just like God, rig God. the whole thing, you know. Like <laughs> they call that predestination. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would rig it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll pray for would I'll, you I'll pray? call upon him? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, but do it to, in the, to the Father through Jesus' name. Right. Yeah, right. And Holy Spirit speed. Yes. Uh, we got people who don't like our joking. I got a text uh, last week. They don't like our joking. And um, uh, I have a question. I you, um, have you ever listened to any other podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this is what they do. How dare you? <laughs> we call that the anointing. <laughs> uh, okay. And we do that just so that you know when we end and Jesus begins. Right. Yeah, so we yeah. wanted to make sure so you didn't get confused. Yeah, yeah, you know, so. yeah. That's how we do it. It's all intentional. All right. Father, thank you for your great love. Thank you for the uh, fun we get to have and for the the um, community we have here that's so interested and, and wants to be uh, more after you and wants to be after the things that you're about. Uh, thank you for this platform that we have in this evening that we get to come and learn more about you. And God, I pray that you'll just bless our conversation together may it be fruitful and uh profitable for everyone that's out there and for us tonight we love you amen 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 um so we need to realize that you know they used to use that phrase in tv the uh, new normal or whenever yeah. there something that's, happened changes in your culture this is the new normal like wearing masks remember a year ago year. that was yeah. the new ma- normal <laughs> Well, we need to see that the Holy Spirit was the new normal and the power of the Holy Spirit moving. Their activities were always directed by the Holy Spirit. Um, Paul said in Galatians 5.25, if we live by the Spirit, we also walk by the Spirit. So it became this organic way of living life, and that was normal. Mm -hmm. The way that we do it in the Bible Belt is not, doesn't usually work out normal. I mean, because we make moral adjustments. We make moral measurements against or for people. But there, we've lost some of that organic component. Not that there isn't morality in Christianity, but just making moral adjustments is not the new normal. The new normal was to be led by the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, mm-hmm. um, and to, you know, to live in the Spirit. So, because I make promises all the time that I'm not going to do something. And... I end up doing it. <laughs> yeah. 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 What would you say? I'll never it? say that. I'm never going to get that mad again. Right, right. Never going to break that thing like I did that last time. Without going too deep, what would you say is the number one promise that you break to your wife the most? That I'll tell her everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> that I'll keep her in the loop about what's going on. Oh, okay. I try to. Uh, yeah. Because sometimes, <clears throat> literally in my head. Sometimes I will feel like I've had the conversation with her. It will, right. Oh, no, I talked about this. Yeah. No, you didn't. And I'm convinced I've talked with her about it. Yeah. And those, that happens. And then sometimes I'm just like, yeah. be honest with you. Sometimes like almost, I'll rather ask for forgiveness later. I'll right. go and do, go to run to the store real quick to yeah. look at this golf club or something. Yeah. And she's just like, just tell me what's going on, please. Oh, that's a, wow. <laughs> she's that's sweet a, to me. Yeah. My number one uh, promise I break uh, to my wife is uh, I'll be right in and help you with the dishes. <laughs> i'll be right in i'm about right to rotate the tires <laughs> again uh, yeah 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 i'm yeah. oh i have to admit this is not good this is not good but i'll say it out there again you you just can't lot rely on your own ability to change your 
exactly. your morals or your behavior. But um, there'll be sometimes Susan will want to like do some major projects, like working in the garage, or I don't know, wants me to install something that. I maybe bought for her two Christmases ago, <laughs> but it's still sitting in the box waiting to get installed, <laughs> like a mailbox. <laughs> I'll be like, you know, my back's really, my back's really starting to. I'm gonna go up and ice it. I'm gonna go lay. I'm gonna go lay down. If you know, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Your back doesn't. I'm like, it's okay. It's all right. But I'll, I, 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 yeah, I'll come down. I'll try to do it when I'm done. I have to admit. Now. That is a lie, and that is has a level of deception in it. Uh, there is some merit and, and um, you know, cleverness involved. <laughs> but I do think it is, like, the worst thing I do Yeah. as far as she's concerned. Susan actually gets the best of me. Everybody yeah. else gets ripped off. But I don't <laughs> even lie to them. Yeah, I just tell no. you, this is, this is what I am. That's how it is. So the Holy Spirit has not been a stranger to your life. Um, maybe to your soul's awareness. And I think that's really important. It's not like, okay, if I surrender to the Holy Spirit, now the Holy Spirit comes into my life or world. There's this doctrine called prevenient grace. Mm-hmm. And that is the wooing of the Holy Spirit. We don't just, yes, our free wills are engaged to some, you know, our, our wills are semi-free. I wouldn't say they're fully free. I mean, I can't be a, an orange tree on the moon if I decide to be. And not only that, some of my my freedom is bias overladen, and I may not know it. That so I think I'm free, but I'm really responding because I'm angry because of something my father did to me. Yeah. And so, well, that's not really, yeah. But our free will is significant enough and active enough that God holds us accountable for it. So it's not a mirage, and it's not like it's, it's not real. It really is significant. But before we get to that place where we decide to affirm the death and resurrection of Christ in our lives and to surrender to it, the Holy Spirit has led us to that point. Mm -hmm. Now, the Holy Spirit's leading all human beings to that point. It's not like he just calls a few, but the call's gone out to all humanity. But it's called the prevenient grace. It's this work of the Holy Spirit that goes before and kind of woos us into it. That's why... Nobody can really boast about believing in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I, I believed in it and I should get credit for believing in it. It's like, no, you came to that conclusion because you were led to come to that conclusion. Now, we don't go as far as Calvinists would say that there are some that are led and some not led. Um, we don't believe that. We believe mm-hmm. that everybody's given an opportunity, that God wills that no man should perish, that Jesus died for all mankind. Mm-hmm. And, and through the Holy Spirit, through the, uh, through the work of the Word, through the community of the church, through evangelism, that these are all works of the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. um, the Holy Spirit's been there. But now Jesus wants the journey to go inward. And so... The Spirit moves on your life on behalf of you, but it moves in your life on behalf with you. I mean, that's where you start to partner with it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to look at a couple um, prepositions. And, and here's why this is interesting. Well, let me just read them to you about what the relationship with the Holy Spirit should be. It should be in you, on you, through you, for you, fill you, seal you, baptize you. Mm. Okay, so these are all descriptions. And the reason why I've laid them out like that is because each of these separates a church doctrine that different denominations have fought over. For instance, um, a, a Baptist, a strict Baptist would believe that you have the Holy Spirit in you and you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit to the day of redemption. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have it in you, but will not believe in the work of the Holy Spirit to perform miracles. Right, right. Um, they believe that you've been baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ, but they don't believe that there is this thing called the baptism of the Spirit, mm-hmm. where you are kind of overflowed with the Spirit yeah. and, and empowered right. by the Spirit. Right. So, the, the, so a lot of people or a lot of theologians will break these out, and it means separate things. But I have kind of come to the conclusion that it's kind of like when you're describing something very passionate. Yeah. And I would I would say a car would be this. And Brian, you can jump in at any time because he's a uh, 
proud owner of a Ford Mustang, yeah. 2017 Ford Mustang with, what size engine is it? Uh, it's the 2.3. 2.3, and uh, we got turbos on that? Yeah, big big turbo on it. Big turbo on yeah. it. Built block. Did that come with the, in. yeah, it didn't come with the stock engine. I mean, it did, but. Yeah, I blew that one up, though. Yeah, yeah. You blew that one up. Yeah, I just, just, I put a better one in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so, but when you ride in a really fast car, think about how you try to describe it. Yeah. Okay, or we could use like falling in love with somebody, but let's just move away from that. Let's get back to a car. So, um, and let's say you jump in Brian's car and he takes you for a ride down the road Mm. and and he goes through all the numbers and it's just like, you know, Mm. you would use a lot of prepositions to describe that. Man, I'll tell you what I felt like, you know, my my back, I was thrown against the thing. It's like, man, it just kind of like you felt the power and, Mm -hmm. and you would use all these descriptions of what it felt like to go really fast suddenly. Mm -hmm. I think that the scriptures, depending on the writer, the writer is writing this impactful encounter with the Holy Spirit and they use all these prepositions. What I don't think that they're trying to do is to say, well, we believe the Holy Spirit in you, but not baptize you. We, that, you know, we don't believe that part, but we do believe that. So I think that Paul uses all these prepositions and he uses all of them in order to describe um, what he was feeling about the Holy Spirit, his Mm. passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could say, well, the Holy Spirit's on you, the Holy Spirit's in you. Um, it, again, it's maybe like jumping into water There's, yeah. it, and, and swimming in, in water and all that. So yeah. I, I think he swaps around these prepositions, not because he's trying to create separate doctrines, but rather he's trying to have a complete picture of what it's like. And, and I would have to say that the person, if I was to describe my relationship with Susan, mm-hmm. I, that's probably the relationship that would require the most prepositions for me to describe. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Yeah. And, and so I, I, think that's, I think that's what Paul's doing. So I, I think people get really, it's like, well, I believe he's in you or I believe in the anointing. That's another word that the yeah. church uses a lot is that there are some people that are anointed. It's not a New Testament word. Um, for believers, we do see it in the Old Testament, but we also see the work of the Holy Spirit behave differently in the Old Testament. We see it kind of like event-driven, mm-hmm. you know, when God wants to do something, then the Holy Spirit appears and or lands on somebody, they have superpowers and they do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we see it lift. We see that the, uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment, seems to be not contiguous with even the character of the person. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to be a good person. Remember King Saul? Yeah. I mean, he was kind of a doofus, but all of a sudden yeah. the Holy Spirit would come on him and he began to prophesy. And So uh, in the Old Testament, we had that, and, and I think some people in the church today are like, well, there's some people that have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I don't accept that. I don't, I don't see that. I think all of the Spirit is promised to all of us, mm-hmm. like we hear in the book of Acts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, what can we expect from these descriptors? So, I kind of like took all those descriptors, those prepositions, and it's like, what can we expect with our relationship? So, we're going to give you a couple words that will will tell you what the Holy Spirit does um, in you, for you, on you, through you, you know, seal you, baptize you. But we're going to. So, the first one. Let's start off with the first one. Why don't you tell us what that one is? That'd be affirmation. Okay. Voice of belonging. Okay. This is really big. Um, I think this is probably the initial work of the Holy Spirit is the work of affirmation. It's the Holy Spirit that, that really does that in my life. And, and it's funny. People will argue over whether or not, well, when you accept Jesus Christ, did you speak in an unknown tongue? And it's like, well, wh- why, would I, why would that be the most important thing that I would do? is speaking in a tongue, so I, I don't even know what I'm saying. Wouldn't you think that God would want to do something in me that I knew what he was doing to mm-hmm. kind of kind of build me up a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, affirmation. I love what it says. Read Romans 8.15 for us. For you have not received the spirit of slavery, leading to fear again, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. So it is that if there's any work that I have experienced in my years walking with God, it is this component 
of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe it hasn't been so much that, well, I've got it into my head, but maybe this is the way the Holy Spirit works in my life a lot more than others because I really don't doubt my, my position in Christ very much. Some people will have that self-doubt and we all have some area that we wrestle with. But for me, the area that, that God is my father, that's a really big one for me. And it's something that the Lord speaks really loudly. And even when I screw up, the following day, you know, it's done. Mm-hmm. It may be a part of my synaptic memory, you know, function of my brain. But I know when it comes to the, the, uh, the mercy seat of Christ, that it has been covered and it's been washed and that I am I'm a child. And that, for some reason, that voice speaks to me. I, I love it. The Holy the Spirit testifies with our spirit mm-hmm. that we are the, I mean, and that's what we need. We need the Spirit of God to remind us, no, we're children of God. Mm-hmm. You are, yeah, but I just messed up. I just looked at this on TV. I just cussed out so-and-so. I just, mm-hmm. I'm very selfish. And you, um, I, I think sometimes in the flesh we will do this introspection and we'll analyze ourselves and we'll, I think we go too far with it. I was talking to Stacy about this. Uh, the the uh, ladies do something that I think is really, really hard to themselves. They will buy these mirrors and they'll put it in the bathroom. And I bought one for Susan about two years ago and I just put it up a month ago. <laughs> Uh, it's one of those things back, that yes, my back better. felt better. Yeah. I finally put it in the wall there. But I don't, you've all seen them where it's it's the round mirror with the ring, and then you flip it over, and yeah. all of a sudden you zoom in. Super zoom, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you got all these, like, blood every, vessels. Yeah, your every pore, oh, yeah. I mean, I have to be honest with you. I, I don't know if this made that sound. I don't know if this is right or wrong. I don't feel like it is, but um, <laughs> I, I told Susan, I just saw myself in your mirror uh, zoomed in. I'm like, why do you want to have sex with me? I mean, I, I am <laughs> yeah. like, I am, I'm, <laughs> I'm disgusting. Do you know I've got veins? I got Roatia. I mean, <laughs> I was just, we, I, I think mean, that's what it's called. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, it was something, something. something. It sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and But here's the thing. I think when you do that to yourself, when you kind of like a psychoanalytical process, when you stare at yourself all the time and you zoom in on you, I don't think it's healthy. Mm -hmm. I think there are some things that the Holy Spirit will bring to mind and that will convict us of, and we'll learn that in a few minutes, I mean, next about correction of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But you start looking at yourself without the Holy Spirit affirming you in that journey, you will end up with Mm self-loathing. You really will. You'll fill that shame closet up. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, nobody needs to look at themselves that close. I don't need to know why I do the things that I do. I mean, why do I need to know that? I just need to know that I'm forgiven yeah. and that I'm loved and I'm seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Why do I need to dig deeper? Ah, oh, it's because your father, yeah, and your father's grandmother, she used to have this this uh, amulet and she went into a seance and she gave it to your father and he gave it to your mother and then your mother gave it to you when you died and that's why you're screwed up. And it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, I know that was really ridiculous. <laughs> But sometimes we will go so deep to try to find out what's wrong with us when the Holy Spirit is like, listen, there's a lot wrong with you, but there's even more good about me that I want to do in you. Mm -hmm. And now wait for the resurrection to figure out what's all wrong with you. So I don't know. Maybe that's, there are some things that the Holy Spirit will convict us at. So that's correction. Mm -hmm. Insights for Christ-like living. And I think... We wrote it that way for this reason. Not correction to make you feel bad or to make you a better moral person, but it's correction to give you insights for living Mm Christ-like. The end game of God is not to make you feel bad, not to make you say you're sorry, or to make you feel like a worm or that you're pitiful like some, you know, 17th century hymn, but rather he will correct you in the end game of it so that you can be Mm Christ-like. So he doesn't smear anybody he doesn't just wipe you out with guilt mm-hmm. he's correcting mm-hmm. and um yeah so the holy spirit will convict or signal what you need an area that you're in error and will begin to lead you into correction of that uh i love what's it say there in john sixteen eight, and he when he comes will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment okay 
So I welcome that from the Holy Spirit. I want I want the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. because first of all, now maybe with you I have to. If you're going to correct me, I have to. I'll run it through a filter. Right. I'll be like, first of all, is he right? Yeah. Second of all, what's motivating him? Right. Um, does he want that captain's chair that I got in my office because it's uh, really cool? Super comfortable. Yeah, yeah, super comfortable. Is this why he's saying that, you know, I sit on my butt too much? Because <laughs> he wants me to get, he wants my chair. Uh, I mean, we will all do yeah. that. And maybe rightly so. You don't know what's in the heart of another man. and But I also know that you don't know what's my heart. So mm -hmm. you can say, well, Paul, you're arrogant. And I'll be like, well, that's a good shot. <laughs> I mean, it's like seven deadly sins and that was your best shot. I mean, you were going to hit the dot board eventually. But don't call it God. <laughs> but that aside so I have to go through that with, with another person but when it comes to the Holy Spirit and he convicts me of something um, it's like oh no you're doing this for my benefit mm -hmm. I know that you're not just trying to. there's a verse that I rely on so much it's called faithful of the wounds of a friend mm -hmm. and I consider God my friend and I believe that he will be faithful to wound me and that's what I look from the Holy Spirit. So sometimes people will say, will say well, I, you know, I knew it wasn't God because it made me feel bad. It's like, well, no, that's not necessarily true. Sometimes God has to, you know, plow through all that snow in order to get to, to your heart. Mm -hmm. And God will risk making you feel bad about something so that he can get something better in you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, so I, don't, I don't shy away from that. Uh, the other, next thing is infusion, okay? Mm. Elements of God that become part of your life. So now, in, in when I the reason why I chose the word infusion was because I didn't want to say uh, I didn't want to say that it was something that was produced through repu, uh, repetition. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that was like a habit, yeah, yeah. or modifi behavioral, behavioral modification, modification. Yeah. right? And and there is that, and there is a part of that. Be transformed by the renewing mm -hmm. of your mind. No longer be conformed to this world, but so there is a part of that. But there is a part of the Holy Spirit that de that kind of drops the tools in you to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I call that infusion. It's the elements of God that become the part of become part of your life that the holy spirit brings us and we commonly call those fruits of the spirit yeah yeah, yeah. uh it's they're purely um a gift of god it's not it's not an outworking of my behavior that huh, you know i stopped cussing so much because well, you know I must have self-control now right yeah. right yeah. I'm, i must be a better person i must be yeah. spiritual because i will tell you this every time i have not used a bad word i have thought that bad word in my head yeah okay so it's just because i didn't say it where denise could yeah. hear it but i said it where i could hear it well didn't jesus say well, he messed that all up for us with that yeah oh yeah about in man the heart who, of a man yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> like that you know one man who thinks of you know lust after yeah. a woman is already committed adultery in her well that's no fun yeah i mean if you're gonna get hammered for the same you, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's yeah, like, but but it's kind of. Um, so we feel really good because I didn't use a bad yeah, word, yeah. Or, or maybe I I didn't do some behavior that I wanted to do. But it's like, but you did want to do it. Oh yeah, I wanted to do. It. I wanted to cuss them out, um, and you thought it, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did think it. And but what we have here is an infusion that comes that the Holy Spirit begins to give us the patience of God, the joy of God, mm -hmm. the uh, kindness of God. And it's like, wow, I had this happen today. And it happened today. I, I went to Lowe's and I was loading up all these fences on my cart. Okay. I mean, literal fence panels, four by six. And so I was using that cart, you know, in the, yeah, with the, with, with the with yeah. slats where you yeah. drop them, where you would put wood in and all that stuff. So I'm loaded. It's loaded. I mean, I got 12 panels, four by six, then the posts and all that stuff. So this thing is, well, then all of a sudden, these fence posts, they, I know there's way too much information, but it's called raking. It's like when your fence posts can go like that, if you're putting a fence in on it. So all of a sudden, I got them all, and they're all stacked up like that, and all of a sudden, they went zing, and the back of the cart goes up, and all the things <laughs> like that. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this is so embarrassed. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I went over to this guy who had the low shirt on. He was an yeah. older gentleman, and I said, sir, I, and he's loading, he's putting stuff up on the shelves, and I'm like, I really don't want to be this guy, but... Uh, um, customer has needs aisle assistance in aisle 21 and um, i'm that customer and i said i really could use your help and i said do you mind helping me he goes why would i mind i work here 
And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, but, and I said, yeah, but you only, you look like the only person that's working here. <laughs> so I thought it may, it must really stink yeah. to uh, um, stock shelves and then have to, and you never finish. Yeah. And he's like, well, they pay me to be here. They don't pay me for any specific thing. And I'm like, this guy is just like Mr. Potato you, You're not going to win. Yeah. like, what a spud. And he just was like, um, but I, it's funny, the thought came to my head instantaneous and, and i knew it wasn't me it's like does he have to be nice to you for you to be nice to him i'm like because right now you could get snarky with him mm. but it's like were you expecting him to be nice why would you expect him to be nice it's like you don't know if he has me and him it's like so so can he be ugly to you and you just take it and i really felt like yeah he, he can be and so the whole journey down to the cashier um, I, you know, thank you so much. And he's like, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, not changing his disposition. Then I'm walking into the car and by the time we get to the car, he's loosening up. And then I said, I got it. I don't want to bother you anymore. I'll load it up into the vehicle myself. He starts helping me load it up. And he's like, no, man. He's like, uh, he said, he said something about, man, I see you're going to put this fence in yourself. And I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah, that's smart. You know, do, do job yourself. You know, it'll come out better and all that. But I, it was funny. That ability to deal with somebody that was that obtuse, you know, interactively. And that was a work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I, and, and you know what's crazy? I knew it at that moment. I was, yeah. I was really shocked. I didn't, because I thought I could take him for a split <laughs> second. I thought, yeah. it, but it was like, no, you aren't even thinking about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, inf infusion in us, well, we first talk about affirmation, then correction, then infusion. God gives us something of himself mm -hmm. and it begins to grow in us. Then the next one is enlightenment. Yes, enlightenment, teaching. Mm -hmm. that uh, John 16, uh, 13 says, but when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all truths. And that's what, and I love the fact that it says into all truths, not mm. biblical truth, not church truth, but yeah, all truths. That's good. So, so yeah. when you called on the Holy Spirit to help you because you were just about to lose it with Doc or Alice, either one doesn't yeah, what, matter doesn't which matter. one. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, no, that's good. That <laughs> you're a respecter of no persons. No, and, you know, you I have just, no favorites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what do you ask the Holy Spirit to do for you with your kids? Depending on the circumstances, usually patience and okay. understanding that they will, that He will help me know what they need. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, will you talk about infusion? That He would infuse something inside yeah, of you. Give me the yeah. patience. Yeah, and then that He would tell you something about them. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. so important, you know, especially because parents. I mean, have you ever been a parent before? No. Yeah, this is the first, my first run at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not a member of the uh, Time <laughs> Variance Authority. TVA? Yeah, no, no. So this is your first life, yeah. and this is your first parenting job. Yeah. So you come into it with no experience at all, but the Holy Spirit will actually speak about why that child gets a little tap, 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 and why this mm -hmm. child over there just gets a look. Mm -hmm. And in my family, that really was the way. And to know, discover that way, pop. Pop, my dad was a good dad, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, he was a good pop. He wasn't a good dad. We never got that real intimate until the later parts in his life. But he was more of a pop. Um, uh, he kind of, his generation kind of wholesaled it. These are the kids. You just kind of go down the line, whack, 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 whack. Yeah, you all get the same thing. Yeah, right? we yeah. all got the same haircut. We all had to take accordion lessons. <laughs> I took accordion <laughs> lessons. What God. a skill. Oh, man. Man, I tell you what, there's nothing. The ladies oh, go crazy. Line down the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like, you know, I remember in high school where, you know, my buddy Kevin, he played the guitar. And, oh, and Kevin was a cool guy. He had long, long hair. Yeah, he had to have long beautiful hair. Beautiful face. He yeah. looked just like uh, uh, the guy from Footloose. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so he would be there, and you know, we'd go to do beach parties, and he'd be sitting around the campfire, and he'd be oh, like singing some James Taylor, oh, James Taylor, and all I of a sudden, I happened to bring my guitar. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, you know, I got to run to the car, come out, and kind of nudged him out of the way with my butt, and he that's how it goes. It's a very hard instrument to play. You got a lot of things to do. It's hard to get close to a woman when you got to go. Did you see him? Over yeah. There oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, we were picking up some ladies with that accordion. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So um, the Holy Spirit. I don't know how that got into enlightenment, <laughs> but uh, one thing. Why don't you read us First Corinthians two? Because I think this is really important because it makes us realize how much we don't know what we think we know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of spiritual spiritual truth, the Scripture says. Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. All right. So you can sit down um, and try to figure out what God has prepared for us, and you can analyze it. And I think we do that sometimes with uh, William Lane Craig stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about the the physics of our faith, the cosmology, the, you know, the ontological argument, the Kalam argument, and all these different arguments based upon reason. Mm-hmm. But then there's a part about God that is not a function or is not the result of reason. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's irrational. It's just super rational. It's beyond, beyond yeah. the conclusions that we would come to. Mm-hmm. And that those things about God are shared with us through the Holy Spirit. And, and so, it's really interesting if you will listen to the description of, of a Christian who has a relationship with God through Christ and has the Holy Spirit. Compare that to the description of, of what maybe an Islamic person would describe the personality and character and the will of Allah, you'll find out that it's like there's a really big difference between the functionality, the personality, Mm -hmm. the working. And um, I I tend to find that some of the other religions come up with an idea that sounds made up. I mean, it's like, yeah, that it's not. But God coming to the earth in his son, dying on the cross, rising on the third day, pouring out his spirit, Eh, you know, um, that, that to me, it's too weird to have been made up. Mm-hmm. Whereas just another totalitarian God who punishes you and then gives you 70 versions, virgins. If you do all these If you do things, all these yeah. things. What a crazy thought yeah. that women were just rewards for holy men. You get your own planet. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. We're not here to bash anybody, but, no. yeah. but it is interesting that when the spirit of God begins to reveal what he's got for you. Mm-hmm. And then begins to reveal the nature of God. See, now that I feel like I know God, not only from the word, but through the spirit of God, is that when somebody presents an idea to me that they say is from God, I can sniff it out. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that ain't God. Not, that is so not God. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how do you know that? Well, the spirit of God that's in me searches the deep things of God and, you know, and knows them and reveals them to me. So, and then we, we analyze that based upon objective truth of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. All right, and the next thing that the Holy Spirit does is um, the process of growth. Mm -hmm. And that, when we talk about growth, we're talking about... Uh, Progressive transformation into Christ-likeness, a personal ownership. Yeah, yeah, so we grow in it. We we begin to change. Mm -hmm. It's not just a a collective we, but it's like I become more like Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul said in Galatians 5.16, but I say to you, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the deeds of the flesh. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, when we're talking about the flesh, we're not talking about everything that's flesh. You know, it's not, deeds of the flesh are not eating or getting a drink of water or being hungry. What we're talking about is carrying out is the deeds that are of the flesh that are in opposition to Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. So playing football is not fleshy yeah. or going to the gym is not fleshy yeah. unless it puts you in opposition with uh, Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. Then anything can be fleshy. Yeah, going to ch- oh my goodness, church can be fleshy, can it? I mean, you get all dressed up in your suit, and you know, 
I'm, we're making this up because it never happens here <laughs> across town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen a suit. Uh, the only time you get to see a suit with me is if I'm marrying you. Yeah. And then the second time, you don't get to see me in the suit. <laughs> Everybody else gets yeah. to see me in the yeah. suit, but you don't get to see me in the suit. Yeah. But, but there is a lot of pretense and flesh that goes on, whether it's how much we give to the church, um, what kind of prayers we pray, uh, how much we serve at the church. You can take beautiful, wonderful things that God has called us to do, and, and it's not the act that's fleshy, it's the motive behind it. Yeah. It's not Christ-likeness. Yeah, yeah. So, so growth is another one. I love this other one, uh, comfort that comes from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. a sense of assurance and preservation. And you really do find this out when your comfort is challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, you know, some of the things I've gone through in the last couple of years, um, and, and then thinking about what could happen to me in the future, I think there, because that's a t- almost like tide. Have you ever built a sandcastle before and like on the edge of the water? Oh, yeah. And the water keeps coming in and you and your yeah. dad are building it and, and then um, it just comes in and next time it hits it and it, there's water in it now and yeah. it's hollowed out and... And there's just no way to stop it. And there are events in life that just seem to come in like the ocean. Mm-hmm. And you just wonder if your castle is going to get wiped out. Mm-hmm. And from the Holy Spirit, we're finding John 14, it says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, and that he will be with you forever. Just to know that God's going to comfort you. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't need comfort unless you're in distress. So I think it's important to realize it doesn't say... I will send somebody that will remove all distress from you. Yeah. You know, he's saying, I'll give you a comfort. That implies that distress is going to be kind of, you know, a constant. Yeah. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit will do that. Yeah. You know, do you remember any time in your own personal life when you just kind of like, you got hit with something that was kind of too big? Yeah. Trying to have kids and not having success with that. And then. Okay, so miscarrying and those kind of things that was just too big yeah yeah so let me get this right so you would you needed the comfort of god because you couldn't have him then when you got him you're still calling on that same exactly. god to give you comfort exactly. so you don't kill those kids exactly. yes that's, that's the cycle isn't it i'm done yet <laughs> what yeah. we just described yeah is the ocean that keeps coming yeah. and the tide that keeps rising and it does it to anybody yeah. and you think in that one situation it's like now i got my kids i don't need comfort yeah. And it's like, no, no, give, give them a few minutes. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you hear things crashing from the shelves and climbing up on, I mean, Ireland, one of my grandbabies, when, I mean, she tries to climb up shelves, you know, and I see that shelf and, the, and it starts to teeter totter like that. <laughs> she's the reason they put that thing in the box that nobody attaches to the wall. Yes. Yes. It's because, yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. Uh, she's going to be moving in a little bit and I need to make sure. Yeah, now I'm anxious. Just I always thinking look at about that, like the Ikea box. What's this little thing for in the top? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a wall anchor. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's not near a stud, so I'm not yeah. going to put it in the wall. It's always <laughs> like a wire, so I'm thinking, why would I have to ground, I ground it? There's no electricity <laughs> no to electricity it. electricity in this, in this schmergen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can find, you can move yeah. out of one place in life where you needed to come for the Holy Spirit, then you get to another place, and even mm-hmm. in fulfillment, you know, it's funny, I need comfort there. So it, it's... You probably say that with your back stuff, too. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's, yeah. you have a lot of money, you need comfort. Yeah. If you have a, if you don't have any money, you need comfort. When my back was good, I needed comfort. When my back was back, I needed comfort. But mm-hmm. either way, I needed the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Stress is a constant. So yeah. um, it would be nice if the Holy Spirit was sent to remove all that. But that doesn't seem to be that uh, God wants us to get on the field and, and move the ball. Yeah. There's some, something victorious in ownership about it that we move the ball down the field mm-hmm. and that we we encountered the hits and the touchdowns, the fumbles, um, mm-hmm. and that he empowers us. Uh, uh, why don't you read Acts 9.31? So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace, being built up and going on in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It continued to increase. Yeah. So... This is, they enjoyed all this peace and all, but we need to realize in Acts 9, at any time, there was always the constant opposition of culture. 
mm-hmm. or the Jews that were not receiving Christ were always were constantly going through this. Mm-hmm. But it was like the Holy Spirit just constantly gave them comfort in the middle of it. And I think that's what the church people have lost with COVID and with um, all the different things that are going on. Mm-hmm. We, we think that if we lose America, we're going to lose comfort. Well, maybe if your comfort is America, then you're, you're right. Yeah. If we lose America, then you know, you're in a tough place. But it seems like the comfort of the Holy Spirit comes to us and it's given to us particularly for hard times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Another thing the Holy Spirit is for is for enablement, the abilities of God to become part of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in my own personal life, that um, is, it seems like the Holy Spirit comes to us to take us beyond our genetic conditionings. Yeah. You know, what we can do normally on our own. Yeah. Now, we do have talents and skills, intellect, and all those other things that, that go into it. But I can tell you that when I invited the Holy Spirit into my life, that it was profound. And it was profound in a specific kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I say it was profound, I'm not saying that I was uh, like, had this incredible feeling in me, though mm-hmm. there are times when I do sense the presence of the Holy Spirit in a way that does bleed over to my my machine me, mm-hmm. you know, because we all have a machine me. I mean, you have your brain and you have your mind. Your mind and your brain interact and one stores one, but they are separate components. So there is a machine part of you and that's mm-hmm. where your feelings are housed. Um, but I remember that all the way through high school and then through, I think it was like three failed attempts at college that I really felt like I just couldn't academically learn anything. And that even questioned whether or not if I had something wrong with me, if I was just kind of dumb. And I remember when I got filled with the Holy Spirit that instantly, literally instantly, this ability to read the scriptures and to, you know, like come up with metaphors and the yeah. understanding of the universe and all that other stuff. Yeah, who's getting an armadillo? Yeah, I mean, who's looking <laughs> for at an, a metaphor? For yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it's, it's like, well, where did that come from? Was that the way you were as a kid? Did you draw a lot of pictures? Did you, yeah. you know, work on a lot of colors? And, uh, oh, he's no. a, yeah, look at little Polly. Yeah, he's going to be so creative when he grows so up. Cre- and he's going to talk a lot. You know, what's really interesting. My mother told me of all the kids, I was the only child she had that did not speak until about the age of two. Wow. Yeah, they actually took me to a speech and hearing person to find out whether or not I was deaf. Mm-hmm. But everybody else was very verbal. And she said I was not verbal. Here I am in a thing where I'm extremely verbal. Mm-hmm. But it was really funny that just like the apostles, particularly Peter and, and yeah. John and James, they, the, the Sanhedrin, when they arrested them, said, these are unschooled men. Yeah. It's like, we know, we yeah. know you. You're a doofus. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot. I mean, they basically yeah. said, we know yeah. that they we have know. no... <laughs> yeah. And, um, but the, the promise of scripture was that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and even the remotest parts of the earth. Um, mm-hmm. Acts chapter 1.8. And then Paul goes into Corinthians. And I want you to read that for us. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Okay. So he's like, well, wait a minute, Pastor Paul, was that, did that happen when, he, when the Spirit came in you or on you or for you or through you or sealed you or baptized you? And I was like, all I know is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I don't care about the uh, preposition. I don't care about that. Um, all I know is that in the first verse, we were told that we will receive power. Mm-hmm. I did believe that. I remember that on that day. I mean, literally, on that day that I was on my knees and gave my life to Christ, I asked for, for God to forgive me, and I asked for the Holy Spirit. I remember asking for the Holy Spirit, because my parents had started following Jesus, and the Holy Spirit seemed to be a big deal to them. And so I, I realized, okay, 
I want the full package. Mm-hmm. You know, I want the, you know, electric windows, you know, power door locks. I mm-hmm. wanted everything. And I remember asking God for that. And I remember that the woman that actually prayed for me to receive that actually prophesied over me that I would have the gift of prophecy and that I would have a teaching gift and that this teaching gift would, um, would not be received well, um, that I would have a way of dividing people and their perceptions and uh, i thought that was really cool then um didn't realize that it it, it, you know really wasn't that cool (laughs) just meant everybody's good half the people thought i was good half people think i'm a jerk um it's funny but both of them were right (laughs) so it it but it really was i knew i got all of a sudden i'm interested in greek and hebrew and old testament literature and i'm reading systematic theology charles hodge's systematic i mean i'm reading i mean this is a guy that i remember being tutored in junior high and in high school because of my low reading comprehension because I just, and all of a sudden, it just went, opened wide up to me. Mm-hmm. That was the Holy Spirit. That's incredible. And, but here's the thing. You say, well, that, he did that for you. He said, no, to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the coming. To everybody mm-hmm. is given one. Now, they're different. Mm-hmm. You know, different manifestations, different gifts, but everybody gets one. Yeah. Everybody gets it. There is no anointed in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the Old Testament, there were a couple people who God moved on. But in the New Testament... To as many as receive him, he gives the power to become the children of God and to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Everybody. So there's no showboats. There's no like, you know, you're anointed and you're not anointed. It's like, no, we all get gifts from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know we're running out of time. Let's just rifle real quick about how to. So mm-hmm. if somebody's out there and they're listening to this, how to, what's the yeah. first one? Ask afresh every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just know this, God's already waiting to answer this one. Right. Now, you may be asking God for a boat, and I don't know what he thinks about you getting a boat. But I do know this, he's already waiting. And, and I, this is the verse I use all the time in my life. Uh, read Luke eleven ten. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now, suppose one of you, or one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he has asked for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Okay, so God knows we leak. And God, and the thing that really is interesting there is that when we're talking about eggs, when we're talking about uh, fish, um, we're, we're talking about things that need to be daily rooted. uh, replenished right so these were kind of like daily needs our daily bread type of thing he said Mm -hmm. like no uh, how much more the heavenly father will give the holy spirit to those who ask so just like i need a new fish every single day and i need a new egg because the hunger or the you know Mm -hmm. is is different he's like no you ask my holy spirit he'll be there and he'll supply and you don't have to talk me into this because I'm good and you're evil and you know how to do good things for your kids. So I think I think <laughs> yeah. we need to remember we leak, so we need to constantly be asking and asking uh, God to give us the Holy Spirit. So, mm-hmm. so I would also say go about your day streaming conversations with God. Mm-hmm. I am a streaming conversationist with God. I am not a big prayer person. Now, when I'm saying the word prayer, I'm referring to it in this context as organized prayer, like getting together with a group of people. Hey, you want to hang out and pray? Yeah. Uh, I'll be like, yeah, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm just not, yeah. I'm something about that. It just doesn't like, ooh, yeah. No, no, it's okay. There was just a football game coming on. I, <laughs> I, but got, it, I got three hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's just pray. Let's, let's, like, let's just sit quietly and light a candle and yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Just Absolutely not, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not talking about that because some people yeah. will pull away from this because they think that's the atmosphere. No, it is streaming conversations with God, mm-hmm. constantly talking with God. Now, when it comes to talking with God, I'm always talking to God. Now, sometimes I, I'm talking to me, talking to God, but it mm-hmm. gets a little confusing sometimes. <laughs> but I call it daily mumblings so that you may be like... And, and there have been times where Susan's 
will call down from the uh, upstairs in the kitchen when I'm hiding uh, to do the dishes. But she'll hear me, and I'll she'll say, "Did you say something?" I'm like, "No," or and I'll be a little embarrassed. I'm like, "No, no, no, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay." And she's like, "Why are you fussing at me?" It's like, "Okay, I was talking to God," you know. But it's funny. It's like I don't yeah. like being bothered in it, but yeah. I will have these conversations. Yeah. That. Um, daily mumblings with God, whether it's in the kayak or whether I'm at Walmart or whether I'm in Lowe's like today. I actually, when I was going to Lowe's, I was a little intimidated by all this fencing material. And then I was also intimidated about, well, can I physically lift it into the, into the car? Then I was intimidated about, will you ask for help? Because you're not the kind of guy that likes asking for help. So I remember praying on the way to Lowe's, God, will you move in my heart? to make me able to accomplish all this. I don't want to buy too much fencing. You know, I want to be able to put it in, but will you help me get through this and load it into this truck and then get it back to Charleston? Mm -hmm. um, and it was amazing. Everything just worked out totally smoothly, you know? Um, and in every step of it, it was, um, yeah. yeah, it was good, so. It's like that verse. There's a plan in the heart of a man, but the Lord establishes his steps. So yeah. it's, it's like, oh, there you go. Wow. There you go. That is yeah. a good one. Uh, prepare yourself to hear and to receive it. Establish some quietness. Yeah. You know, make a sacred place where you go with God and, yeah. you know, and he really will. I have noticed, it's, I know it sounds, I always sound like I'm amazed about this, but like sometimes, like I, I asked you about a song. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it was called uh, You Are God and You Are Good. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of felt like it was like, you have Gyra. It's kind of like right here, but this song was like <laughs> way above this other song. <laughs> That's a shout out to all our friends out there. there. Um, Favorite song. Yeah. So, uh, but there's something about when I sing You Are God and You Are Good that penetrates my soul. Why that song affects me and it's like an older song mm -hmm. it's not like it's like really cool music and really cool guitar part and all it's like it was just praying over my life you are god and you are good seems to do something to my soul mm -hmm. and i credit that to the holy spirit so that becomes like a quiet place mm -hmm. and so you got to have those ask other people for prayer and uh, if it doesn't seem like it works if you say well i've asked for the holy spirit I, I would say there's a couple. Let me just, I know we're out of time and everybody wants to go. And, but let me, let me just run through these just so that you know they're out there. One, there is maybe unsurrendered areas in your life. God doesn't want you to be at peace because there's something in your life that's destroying you. Mm -hmm. So God will allow the feathers to be pulled out of your nest so that you are dis discomforted, mm -hmm. you know. Um, doing things that God doesn't like, but doing them anyway. Mm -hmm. sometimes again uh, uh, faulty expectations of what's going to happen that like you know God's going to give me all this power but I call it friends with benefits <laughs> um, yeah. that he's just going to do amazing things in my life but I can keep on doing whatever I want that yeah. God's just going to satiate my desires yeah. but yet there's no covenant between us yeah. the, the Holy Spirit is a result of a covenant that God has with us through Christ so it is, a, it is from covenant and it's a call to covenant. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it won't happen or you won't sense its reality in your life because you're not willing to walk into the covenant. Mm -hmm. And God's not just going to give you a spirit. It's not a friends with uh, benefits. Yeah. Uh, it could be that your life is too full, that God wants to fill you with the spirit, wants to fill your mind, but your mind is just too preoccupied. You, you've got you've to create some space. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe your faith is too empty on this, that you really don't believe this is true, and you need the Word of God. And then the last one is, is that you are too compromised. You're just uh, willingly and stubbornly compromised. Now, that's, not, that's different than, you know, when we all get saved, we're loaded with stuff. I mean, it's just, it's like a trash pickup. I mean, it's just loaded seagulls are following our lives just like mm -hmm. that you know the boat coming in from or you know they follow our trash truck mm -hmm. and um but then there are times that we willingly put in ourselves into compromise and we'll f we'll sense that drying up of the holy spirit yeah just don't feel like god and it's like god said like dude you know you can't have that in your life yeah and expect 
for you and I to be okay with this. Yeah. You know, I mean, my wife has an expectation that certain things are not going to be in my life so that I can enjoy relationship with her. How much more the God of heaven, Yeah. Ha- you know? So the Holy Spirit is a covenant partner and in the, in the Father invites us to seek more of him every single day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hope we've gone through some of the benefits of the Holy Spirit that are, and it should be our new normal. This shouldn't be, well, this is what our church does. This is what the church did. Mm-hmm. Moving in the Holy Spirit, being comforted, affirmed, convicted, gifted by the Holy Spirit, all those things were the new normal, and we're called to walk in that. Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. any uh, insights from the, from our um, friends out there, Brian? Um, no, just little comments here and there along the way as you were making them um no questions or anything though okay mm-hmm. we have quite a talkative audience don't yeah. we you know i wish somebody we're just talking about today there's a certain you enjoy the q a almost a little bit yeah i do the back I, and forth and yeah i was kind of hoping for somebody to blaspheme or something yeah. you know it's one blasphemer and we just <laughs> we just love to entertain it just you know <laughs> it's like oh blasphemer thanks for joining us today <laughs> his name is blasphemer <laughs> yeah yeah you're a blasphemer <laughs> Well, I mean, just so that, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like be able to, I, I, God's given us muscle. I know. You know, he's given us muscle. I like, would like to flex yeah, it. I'd like to flex it. And, yeah, and divide it. And that's really interesting is that um, COVID's really shown us <laughs> that maybe we haven't developed the muscle or maybe yeah. we thought uh, God was just a friend with benefits and he would keep us from all this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff, yeah. Let me pray for us and we'll okay. be Okay, that's right. Done. Thank you. <laughs> Father, thank you so much that you are good and that you, how, like that verse said, how much more you will give us the Holy Spirit to those of us that ask. And God, we do ask that we'd be a people that desire that earnestly every day for all of these great benefits of empowerment, of comfort, of growth, of affirmation, and all the other ones we listed. Uh, God, I just thank you that you um, are so faithful for that, and I thank you that we 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 serve a God who is alive and who is speaking into us and that wants to give us this. We love you. Help all of us, anybody that's struggling with those last things that we talked about, the areas that can prohibit this or maybe stunt it a little bit. I pray for that for myself. God, you'd reveal those things because we want that open communication to happen and to be able to flow richly and powerfully in our lives. We love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 Have a great week, everybody. Yes. Yes,